the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Pecker Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday. What a week already. I still got another day. I, you just never know uh, what's going to happen from day to day. But we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, crude oil rallying. Uh, kind of not unexpected uh, Saudi Arabia today reiterating, uh, yeah, we're not going to produce more oil, uh, and, and, uh, the bond yields. We are a couple of basis points, uh, well, really a couple thousandths of a basis points away from having the highest, uh, yield on a 10 year note going all the way back. Uh, to 2007. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm going to agree. Ready for this? I, it's a shocker to me. I'm going to agree with Jamie Dimon in the next segment. That's right. You heard me right. Uh, Double J and Jamie Dimon, uh, we think alike. Our toll-free number, well, at least on this issue, our toll-free number 800-951-0592, the website, at allamericangold.com, and does it matter that the United States received a downgrade from Fitch? We already had been downgraded, better, but we were downgraded by S&P uh, in 2011. Does it matter? We're hearing people say, oh, it doesn't matter. Jason, let me ask you this. If it doesn't matter, why have the rating agencies, right? If they don't matter, right, then, then why the heck are we doing it? Obviously, it does matter, right? Uh, it, and everyone's trying to put that spin on it. But but I kind of laugh uh, when we hear that guy. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, then if that was true, then we wouldn't go through the exercise, would we? I think the ratings agencies are there to uh, for, for the, the the fake reason that oh look, yeah, there is there is some uh, some rules that are set and that you, that the the players that make the decisions are going to have consequences if things go the wrong way. And so I think the ratings agencies, Joe, are important because they're the ones that are going to show us what's, what's happening or what's going to happen, but they, they can't really change what's what's happening. You know, they, they, they can only right. lead us to a certain direction. So I think when this hit the news, it is important because it's, you know, it's a signal something's getting ready to happen, and you better watch I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to say this to everybody. The, the people that are saying it, they're not telling you the whole story. The reason why they're saying it doesn't matter is because they know that the rating agencies are lying, simply put. And wh- how, why would I say that? Well, do you think the housing bubble would have happened if the rating agencies had been doing their jobs like they say they do? Right, because... Anybody with an IQ higher than room temperature would have realized, wait a minute, 
This guy is a uh, courtesy clerk at Fry's, and yet somehow uh, he's able to buy a home uh, on, on one of these liar loans, right? This guy is, uh, right. you know, you, you see what I'm saying, right? Hey, this guy owns three homes, and yet he makes uh, $20 an hour, right? The, the, these types of things, if the rating agencies were actually doing their job, not only would the U.S. not be AAA, we wouldn't be AA plus. And I'm, I got news for you: most of the ratings are completely overblown, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, like, Joe, I said, what would you rate? I, what would, what would you rate? What would you rate uh, American Debt at? What would you What would you put on it? I, I would do a triple B or an A. And the only reason it'd be that high is because I think U.S. debt's probably just better than a lot of other countries' debt, just in, by comparison. Yeah, but that, that's, I, I, I where wouldn't would you put be. It? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be in the B's. I wouldn't be in the B's. It, it would be somewhere in the A's. Uh, would it be uh, A plus, double uh, A minus? And then people are like, "Gosh, what are you guys talking about? Like this is, you know, <laughs> A is everyone you because listen, they, they've got you trained like in school. A means good. Any A means good, right?" Triple A, double A plus, double A, double A minus, A plus, right? It's still A, not really. That's really not how it works. And the only reason why they get that number, that letter, I say number, the only reason why they get, would get that letter is because two things. Number one, we've got a printing press, right? So we can obviously print the money, right, if we want to. Now, it may not be worth crap, but we can do it as long as Congress continues to vote to increase the debt ceiling right we can do it uh, and then the other uh, the other one is the fact that still today the dollar is the most widely used currency in the world so that that counts for something Jason right that you get points for that yeah yeah exactly and and uh, I, I, yeah I think Joe explained it pretty well if you're triple B in reality if you're looking at school grades that would be a D. Because AAA yeah, is A, AA yeah, yeah. is B, AAA yeah. is C, and Triple B would be D. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I think B, that's the yeah, way Triple B is more like, I, I, my opinion, Triple B is more like in the C range if you're doing letter grades. When you get down to like B, yeah, now, now you're in the Ds, right? You're not, now you're, yep. and then, of course, anything lower than that, you're junk, right? You're an F. Uh, but, but. The, we did get jobless claims, so let's focus on that because when we get back, I want to agree with Jamie Dimon. I'm excited to do it because I don't do it very often. First-time jobless claims, pretty flat, 227,000 unadjusted claims, even lower than that. Uh, so, again, at least in the layoff scenario, we still haven't seen any mass layoffs yet. When we get back, what did Jamie Dimon say? And why am I going to agree with him? That's all coming up. Don't touch that dial. 800 592 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News. Our quick look in at the markets. A, a, a tough day yesterday. Uh, continuing somewhat today. Not as bad today. The Dow's down 100 points. Uh, the S&P's down 13. The NASDAQ. Uh, is only down about 10 points. Of course, yesterday it, it suffered some pretty steep declines. Uh, the 10-year note, 418, 
uh, if we crest 422, uh, that will be the highest yield on a 10-year note going all the way back uh, to 2007. Crude oil, man, I just I hate to see it too. Uh, up a dollar thirty right now, back above uh, above eighty. Matter of fact, closing in on eighty one dollars as uh, Saudi Arabia today uh, reaffirmed uh, that it, w- it will not be boosting oil production. Uh, gold is flat today. Well, depending on where you look, uh, in London it's up. New York it's flat. Uh, Nineteen hundred and thirty six. Silver twenty three dollars and seventy five cents, and if you're you're sitting there wondering what do I do, I'm not sure what to do. I, I've got uh, I, I'm nervous about uh, where I have my money parked. Check out why refi because it's not correlated to the stock market, not correlated to the Federal Reserve. Uh, you, you you decide the time frame for anywhere from one to five years. The longer you go the higher the yield. But let's just say you're just like, you know what, I want to wait a year. This doesn't look good to me. I want to take the year and just wait and let me see. Is this crash that Double J's talking about, is it really going to come? Right? Is it going to come or is it going to be a soft landing? Let me take a year. Let me take a time out for a year. You get 6.75%. It's a pretty good time out. Or 6.25, sorry. 6.25%. Five years, it's 10.25. And, of course, every year in between it goes up a point, right? Two years, 7.25, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, again, the way these markets are looking, not a bad idea to take some of it. I'm not going to take it all put it in there, but take some of that. Got to have at least 50000 Just check it out. Invest, yrefy.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or just call them at 888 888- why refi 24 tell them joe and jason sent you and uh, it's a really good alternative because jason i think this is kind of where we're at uh it's 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 very interesting i really truly believe the downgrade from fitch was very organized they essentially did it ahead of time in other words, we don't want to wait for when things are getting bad or have gotten bad and then drop the bomb. Let's do this now while things are good, and then they can get cover, which is exactly what they've gotten, right? All the talking heads out there, oh, well, it doesn't matter, and it's ridiculous, and, and all these other things that they've had to say about why it doesn't matter. Well, and the... The pundits definitely want it to seem like it doesn't matter because, you know, it, it's it's saying that things are not as good as they were. I mean, the only reason you downgrade is because that the agency saying it's not as good as it was, and so they want the public that might actually look over at this for a moment. Well, I don't really understand what does it really mean, and then everybody in the news is like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's really, I mean, what. Double A plus versus it, it, triple A. I mean, yeah. what really? What's the difference? What, what really does it matter, right? And, and to your point, not only are they saying, "Hey, it's not as good as it was," but we actually think it's going to get worse because that's what Fitch said. Right? Hey, they, things aren't good. They've gotten they, they weren't good in our heavy review. We know since then it's gotten worse, and we think it's going to get worse. Now, Jamie Dimon on TV yesterday talking about the downgrade. 
it really doesn't matter that much. Right, so, does it, I guess that means it matters. But maybe, according to Jamie Dimon, not that much. Because it's the market, not the rating agencies, that determine borrowing costs. Now, that, that's true to a certain extent. I mean, look at what's happened since the announcement. Right? Yields have shot up. I mean, you got a two-year note almost yielding 5%, and everything below a two-year note yielding well over 5%. Of course, the 10-year note, like I said, we're, we're just a whisper away from the highest yields going back to 2007. Now, here's where I start to agree. This is uh, Jamie Dimon on CNBC yesterday. Still, it's ridiculous. And you saw that headline. Jamie Dimon says rate cut is, uh, agency rate cut is ridiculous. It's not really what he said. Because this is where I'm going to agree with it. It's ridiculous that other countries have higher credit ratings than the United States when they depend on the stability created by the U.S. and its military. So Jamie Dimon, Jason, saying, hey, if, if we're at double A plus, everybody else should be lower than, than that. Right? None of these countries should have a higher rating, uh, rating than we do because most of these countries, like the Eurozone, they technically don't have a printing press anymore. Right? Technically. Right? So why would France or Germany be rated higher than us? They've got bad debt to GDP levels. And oh, by the way, if it wasn't for our military, right, uh, they, they, they would be a mess. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. However, if I just uh, speculate for a moment, I wonder if, if maybe the other countries have a higher rating, possibly because they hold more gold. <laughs> maybe, maybe America doesn't have the amount of gold they say we have. And it's like, well, things are changing. There's this BRICS thing going on, and America may not be ready. Their debt might not be covered. But other than that, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah they, right? anybody that depends on the U.S. needs to be rated lower. That's, it makes a lot of sense. So, to have them triple A and not America is kind of ridiculous. It is. You know what? Yeah. He's absolutely right. He's totally right. It is absolutely ridiculous that France or Germany is triple. They're not triple A. They're not even close. And that's the thing. This is why I said the rating agent. People say, well, it doesn't matter that much because they know. Because the rating agencies get paid by the banks. Right, they're the ones that pay them the check, and if you don't want to say triple A, right, we're going to give our business to somebody else. It's still the most prosperous nation on the planet, according to Jamie Dimon. I don't know if that's true anymore. There's a, a lot of millionaires and billionaires in China, a lot of millionaires and billionaires in India that may say differently. I don't know. Let's just say that. That could still be true, but Jason, it's a lot closer than it used to be if it's still true, right? When right. we look at it, right. right? I mean, China's producing more millionaires and billionaires than we are. Now, granted, they got way more people, but again, I don't know how long we can keep that as our, our battle cry. It's the most secure nation on the planet. Yeah, 
I think so. Right? I, I, that I don't d- disagree with. I, 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 we, we, no one spends more. Look at, we just, the Congress just approved just a, a few dollars under $900 billion for the Department of Defense. So, uh, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jamie Dimon's right on this. Also, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's it's just plain logic, plain sense that uh, if you have a Ponzi scheme, which is what it, the whole thing is, the head of the Ponzi scheme probably is in the safest position. It's always the guys at the bottom that end up asking for their money, Joe, and it's not theirs. So, uh, if everyone else is dependent upon this, in all these other countries, no matter what we say about the dollar going down and, and de-dollarization, which is happening, uh, the, all these countries are still dependent upon it. So. Well, I, I don't know all the countries that are AAA, Joe, but, yeah, if you're going to downgrade the United States, you probably should minimally have all the rest playing in the same scheme. And this is why I think the rating agencies, they, they're sending messages. They don't want to tell you the truth for sure, though, Joe. They're, right. Yeah, absolutely. you got to read the and, tea and leaves. Right, there, 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 there's quite a few. There's quite a few AAA-rated countries. And when you see the list, you kind of start laughing. Uh, I, I, so, again, Jamie Diamond's right. It is ridiculous. And, and, and it reflects poorly, in my opinion, on the rating agencies. And then the new rallying cry, Jason, is get rid of the debt limit. Get rid of the debt ceiling. That's what they want to do. So, so think about uh, what Jamie Diamond said about this is where we're at as a nation. We cannot stop and have a debate about how much debt we have. Right, we should stop doing that. Right, no more debt ceiling. Just let us keep rolling on the. I wonder how big the debt would be if we at least. Now, granted, a lot of it's political theater. Uh, they don't really do anything. Right, well, look at the latest. They said, "Oh, we'll go to 2025," and and nobody cut anything. But at least I guess there was the threat of cutting something anyway. It is a good reason to lower the uh, uh, the debt rating, though. That hey, they uh, they don't even want to uh, have any semblance of responsibility. I mean, it gives a good reason for for lowering well, the uh, rating. One of sure. the reasons Fitch gave, one of the reasons Fitch gave for lowering, was the fact that we keep having this debt. We go to we always now go to the last minute. It used to be the debt ceiling would come up. And they would pass something before we had to use emergency measure. Then it got to, well, we're going to start using emergency measures, but they would solve it before they ran out of money. Now the debt ceiling, at least the last two, three times, we've gotten all the way to the brink, right? We've gotten all the way to, man, if you don't do something, the, the treasury's going to be out of money on Monday, and here it is Thursday, and you still haven't made a deal. So that was one of the reasons that, that Fitch used. And Jamie Dimon saying, well, let, let's just get rid of it, and then that way they can't use it as a as a reason. <laughs> oh, the whole thing is so bad. <laughs> the whole thing is so bad, Joe. I just... Uh, so it, it's just good. It's good that something happened that maybe woke up a few people t- to this. You know, it's just there's not enough awake people when it comes to this economic system. But uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get fortunate and they'll downgrade it again. <laughs> maybe we'll we'll get another one, Joe, and then maybe more people will wake up. But you probably you know what? It would be a surprise. Maybe uh, maybe they'll listen, to Jamie Dimon. Suddenly, all these other countries will start losing their ratings, and and then maybe that'll wake up a few more people. But this is uh, this is why I, I don't I don't play too much in the paper markets, Joe. It's just it's just 
a casino. It, it really it's it is shocking when you see how much spending, not just from the federal, right, the state, the local governments. I mean, they're like half the economy. They're like half of GDP. Uh, it has gotten so overwhelmingly enormous, and we're choking on it now. And, and again, we don't know the when, right? Right? We don't. I mean, uh, you know, people have been warning about the debt, you know, going back to the 90s, right? Uh, Look at free trade, NAFTA and GATT. People warned then. And look at what's happened, right? What what are we running? Almost a trillion-dollar trade deficit now, right? We've seen China China emerge. You know, are they a superpower? Not yet. But they're getting really close, right? They're a whole lot closer. India, right? They're they're basically China and India, right? They're this, I think India is now the third largest. I know they're they're at least the fifth or the fourth, but I, they're closing in on being the third largest economy in the world. China's the second largest economy in the world. If you do it in terms of stuff. China's number one. Heck, India may be number two in terms of stuff, right? And and by all accounts, over the next couple of decades, both nations will have uh, higher GDP than the United States. How did they get it? Well, we gave it to them, didn't we? Yeah. We're just now. It takes a while. Sometimes it takes decades before the ramifications actually show up. And guess what? The ramifications of all this debt is showing up. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on this Thursday. Uh, the two best items on the board. It's not even close. It really isn't. Uh, uh, $10 liberties. Uh, the, and they've been the leader, right? When we talk about uh, pre-1933 gold, uh, for the last really several years, they've kind of been the price point leader. Uh, the 20 started to fall in line, and then yesterday, crazy, right? Gold was down. It wasn't down a ton yesterday, seven or eight dollars, but it was down pretty big the day before. Twenty dollar gold pieces jumped back up, right? And that's kind of unusual. Uh, but the ten dollar liberties. Uh, they're, they're the best buy on the table, $1,070. And you're like two $10 liberties, and you're buying it for essentially uh, 200 bucks over spot. And that's uh, that's dirt cheap, when you, especially when you think about, you know, spot's almost $1,940. Uh, that's really inexpensive. That That is what I would consider to be below market premiums in other words a 10-year the $10 liberty has what i would call a negative market premium right now at a thousand and seventy dollars add to that portfolio you're you're paying what i think it's like 55 dollars less than a 20 and really right now uh, i'm holding my 20 pricing where it is and ignoring the price increase but really you're back to like Seventy, seventy-five dollars. You know, two twenties or two tens. Uh, you know, seventy, seventy-five dollars less than a twenty at a thousand and forty. And then, Jason, those silver dimes at ninety-five dollars. You said it yesterday. That puts uh, silver dimes below two dollars. 
which I mean, guys, we 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 had you did a commercial years ago. What two three right. years ago about hey the uh, silver dimes uh, well over two dollars and and it is well over two dollars everywhere else, just not here. At $95 a roll, uh, that is uh, government hallmark silver, uh, that close to spot. Those are the two best deals, and it's it's not close. Yeah, I had some new, you know, you get, we get new customers, people that are buying for the first time, and I had one of those come in yesterday, and then, they're, you know, the husband wants to buy, but the, the wife doesn't understand. So we sit down, and I, I, set, I, we, I set an appointment, and we have a consultation, and then, I uh, talked to him about gold and the things that we talk about on the air, and I get, I get a little more in-depth. And then uh, uh, the wife is like, okay, I get this. I, I, I totally understand. This is great. And then they want to buy some. And they had about you know about $2,000. And they're like, well, what should we buy? I was like, well, buy what you want. But I started looking. And, you know, I looked at our charts. Well, we have $10 liberties at, at 1070 You can buy two of those at 2140 And they're like, that's it. Boom, two tens for 2140 It's a super, super great price. And then the dimes, you know, less than $2 per dime, you know, a roll of dimes at $95. I didn't think we would ever sell a roll of silver dimes for less than $100 ever again. So uh, pretty pretty good. You know, here's the thing. Silver could drop in price, and the price on these silver dimes per roll may never get to, to $95 anyways. So so you're, you're kind of in a pretty sweet spot when it comes to buying the dimes. I know we finally got action on people buying the dimes. For whatever reason, Joe, people were, were kind of looking at it and thinking about it, and then yesterday finally people were like, oh, wait a minute. It's time to buy dimes. And so the fact that we still have them at this price means you really, really should jump on wallets at this price point. Well, and again, so just let me give you a quick update. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to – forget to mention so we're down to the last bag of dimes at this price so that's about 200 rolls uh so so we've got uh, about 200 rolls of dimes left uh at the 95 dollar price uh and we've got a fairly good amount uh, of 10 dollar liberties uh at the at the 1070 price point uh at 800 951 and you know, one of the guys, Jason, that I've been kind of uh, paying a little more attention to uh, is over at uh, QTR Finance. Uh, Lawrence Leopard is his name. Uh, he does a lot of good research, uh, and he, he has a one of those newsletters, and, and I and I follow uh, it, and and I've been following it a little more lately because he seems to have a really good feel for the Federal Reserve and what they do with their balance sheet. And again, because they play games. We never know everything uh, that they're doing. But he came out in his most recent letter and said that he feels like the Federal Reserve, and right now they're in quantitative tightening, says that that is going to come to an end and that the, the you know, talked about the U.S. deficits uh, projecting a $2.25 trillion uh, federal deficit. Uh, obviously, when we think about last year, 2022, that $1.3, $1.4 trillion. Jason, that's, a, that's, like I said, that's more than a 50% increase. But then he went on to say 
that uh, the budget deficit for, you know, take the last four months. In 2022, the same four months, so go back and you're talking April, May, June, July. The debt was only $166 billion, and that was for 2022. It jumped to $701 billion this year. So you're like, man, look how fast all of a sudden this is happening. Uh, he's anticipating that in 2024, this is one of the first ones for debt level 2024. I've been saying I think it's going to be three trillion ish, right? I don't think we're going to be at four trillion unless something goes bad. Right now, he's saying two point nine trillion dollars is going to be the number uh, for the deficits for twenty twenty four, which starts October one. I mean, Jason, that's that's within earshot of the highest ever, which was when we shut down everything during COVID. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I think this guy's got a good beat on it. I mean, uh, it's always good to try to figure out what the Fed's doing with that balance sheet because there's, there's so many ways that can go, right, Joe? Because they do section it off from the national debt, even though it could be, you know, added on like it's what you, what you like to do. So, uh, you know, it's always good to have someone's view on what's going on with that with that balance sheet because, uh, I don't know, we don't know how the, much the world's going to change in the future, and that's that balance sheet could be pretty uh, – pretty bad situation uh, depending on how things change joe well and again so this is what he's saying because of this because of the amount of interest because of the debt and the fact that the the uh, banks they've only got let's say you know somewhere around one point anywhere between 1.14 to 1.5 trillion dollars left to soak up He's saying the Federal Reserve's balance sheet is getting ready to start going higher again. I'll tell you how high when we get back. 800 $10 liberties, 1070 uh, When you want to stay private, when you want to be able to buy gold, that you can buy it, sell it, trade it. Not worry about 1099s. Have it be classified as collectible. Remember when the government confiscated gold in 1933? That was the only gold you could keep. Then it was illegal to own any type of bullion. You couldn't do it. It wasn't allowed for almost 40 years. Uh, then you think about uh, the digital currency and, and the things that everybody knows is going to happen sooner or later. Like you don't give power like this to bankers in the government and expect them not to use it. They're going to use it. So having barterable gold and silver is going to be crucial. Uh, and no better way to get some barterable silver than picking up these dime rolls at $95. So we've got two great items on the gold side. Uh, the half-ounce $10 Liberty at 1070 on the silver side, a roll of 50 silver dimes at $95 at 800-951-0592. Now, let me connect the dots for you. Because really, yeah, Fitch talked about the debt limit. They did. 
And they did. They talked about the growing debt problem, right? They did that as well. And they talked about the supply and the ever-growing supply of Treasury bills. And then they said, we expect this to get worse. And they really were talking about the immediate future. This wasn't, hey, we expect it to get worse three years from now. No, no. We expect it to start getting from now for the next three years. Well, what did they mean? Well, one of the big things, and Jason has really been on this from early, early on, and it's now finally coming into focus. So the banks had a surplus of cash that they would leave at the Federal Reserve and what we'd call the overnight repos. Because the Fed would pay them some money. And they give them a little bit of interest for doing it. It got up to $2.5 trillion every night. And as, as a, a leopard po- pointed out, hey, just in the last four months, Almost a $600 billion increase in the amount of debt. And and what's so funny, Jason, is over the last six months, this $2.5 trillion has fallen to like $1.8, We We don't have an updated number yet. But with the announcement over the last two days from the Treasury, it looks like we could see this reverse repos fall down to to a trillion dollars or less before the end of the year and completely be wiped out early in 2024. And I think this is what Fitch is warning about. Hey, when that money, when that pool of money goes away, when that's gone, that's when things really get ugly. Because right now, what's happening is the banks are—they're—they're they're the the primary dealers. They got to take that excess money and buy the treasury market. They got to go to these auctions and buy the debt because China is selling, uh, Japan is selling, the Federal Reserve is selling, and I think Jason, at that point, with the increase in debt, with the banks running out of money at the reverse repos. You're going to see the Federal Reserve have to reverse course and start quantitative easing all over again, even without rates. Because remember how it used to go. First, we'd bring the rates to zero. Then we do quantitative easing. I don't think that's going to be the case this time. Rates are going to stay high. And, and according to Larry Lepper, he goes, don't be surprised to see the Fed's balance sheet hit 20 trillion dollars 20 trillion dollars it's incredible to think about it but very possible i mean it got to nine already right i think it's probable joe i think it's probable in in a higher rate cycle and you start printing money because you know chaos is happening who's going to buy it the fed is the one that can buy it because they don't actually have to use any assets to, to uh to accumulate so, so a, a twenty trillion Fed balance sheet uh, that that seems very likely if they're going to have some uh, above board accounting of of the money being spent. 
So, so yeah, they, the reverse repo was just extra. I mean, the, really, all the Fed has to do to keep the money in the reverse repo facility is is raise their rates higher than the than their you know in that facility higher than their 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 current rate, which is around five and a half. So uh, they they control the timing of liquidating the cash out of there for investors to pull the cash from there and try to earn better interest or better rates somewhere else. The Fed can drop the interest rate down to two percent or something and completely liquidate that immediately. So it sure seems like. This really gives them control over the timing of the downfall that's happening. As we said on the Half Empty Cup of Joe, we didn't get to mention on this show, you know, the the inverted yield curve is at 12 months, and this is the third longest it's taken for a recession to take place after the yield curve. So these things are falling into place in a very timed event. Because let's face it, all the big wigs are going to want to take advantage of this when things go down. So let's just highlight this really quickly, what Jason just said. So the two other times the yield curve was this inverted for this long was the 08 crash and the Great Depression. We are really just two months away from taking out the 08 crash. And what, four months after that, taking out the Great Depression. And we know, right, every bubble that bursts seems to be bigger than the other one. And that timing kind of fits. That takes us, what, to the end of 2023, early 2024. Does that when it happens? The reverse repo's out of money. All of a sudden, the inverted year curve and the big blow-up? Maybe. Be prepared before that final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday uh, the special today, $10 Liberties, all the way down at a 1070 And, of course, the rolls of silver dimes, 50 silver dimes, below the uh, $2 threshold, 50 silver dimes for just $95 at 800 951 Zero five nine two. Continue to add because, Jason, it looks like the announcement out of Fitch because it was interesting. Why why do it now, right? And I was like, I think this thing is is planned. This whole thing was planned because when you look at and it's always follow the money. The banks are burning through that excess cash that was in those reverse repos. The Treasury just said, man, we've got to, the bazooka's out. We've got to increase the debts, uh, the amount we've got to sell, which means that the reverse repo liquidity is going to be drained even faster. And we have the inverted yield curve, the third longest in history, so based on that math, like I said, hey, I think the next crash will be worse than 08. So we need to pass 08. Mm-hmm. So we go through August, September, right? We pass 08. Now it's the second longest, only to the Great Depression, right? Then you go and, and do October, November, December, January, and all of a sudden we're at Great depression levels right in february we we pass it that's about the time we think the reverse repo money runs out 
And then at that point, Jason, I think that's when when the big problem hits. That's when the, the real hurricane hits. When everybody says, well, we haven't really felt the effects of all these rate hikes yet. What did they mean by that? I think this is what they meant. Well, we had all these trillions of dollars saved up. And so we kept you from feeling the effects until we run out of that. And, and this is why right. we're seeing that 10-year note, right? It creeps, it creeping higher, creeping higher, creeping higher. And then when it runs out, right, all bets are off the table. Right. When the reverse repo money runs out, Joe, I mean, this is probably why the rate increases happened so quickly in 2022 and 2023. That money got put in there, okay? And, and can you imagine if this $2.5 was floating around in 2021 and 2022? Instead, it got put in there, and it didn't get into the market. So I think the Fed sheepishly is understanding that, hey, we don't want this to go floating around in the economy right all at once because inflation will come back a lot, you know, fast. So as this $2.5 trillion bleeds into the into the markets, they probably don't know how much inflative problems this could cause, which is why I think they set this up is to they're trying to slowly get the inflation, all this extra cash out. And so I, I think the, the reverse repo could be empty by the end of the year, Joe. I think it'd be, it could be empty there. And then 2024 is going to be a, a wait-and-see situation with the rates frozen where they're at. So uh, we'll see. But if that money hits the markets a little too hard and we start getting really bad inflation and the markets start to fail all, all at once, then uh, what your guy said that you were talking about, all this stuff, and, you know, $20 trillion in the Fed's balance sheet, all this stuff is looks like next year, Joe. Man, and again, I, I, I hope Jason's wrong, right? The, the, but the problem is... What, is, what, 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 are you going to be wrong by 30 days, 60 days, right? That, that's the problem. Uh, get prepared now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.